Don't take the name of the Lord in vain, David. What? You said Jesus fucking Christ. I say that all the time. I'm still here. So, um, it, so, I mean, I, I think that, uh, also, I think it's kind of somehow appropriate today to take the Lord's name in vain, what should be an Easter weekend. Um, do you want to, we could return the bottles? We can. You want me to go back inside and see if there's any more? No, no, that's... That's fine? Okay. Yeah, yeah we can go to... Just this yep. clinking the, is annoying. What's that clinking noise? Yeah, we can go to, we'll go to the beer store first thing. We just picked up the change. We've got beer, so we can return the bottles. Right, so the fa folks at home can hear. You can hear some empty liquor bottles in the back of the car. Um, yeah, you said we were talking before we left the house about this idea of how your glasses always, your lenses always screw up. Yeah, like they're they're. Made of some, they're not glass, they're plastic. They're plastic, sure. No, I don't think anyone has glass glasses anymore. Yeah. They're acrylic, some kind of acrylic, and it starts deteriorating. Getting this sort of, it's not scratches, but it's uh, kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but it's as if it got all kind of veins. It yeah. becomes veiny and uh, scaly yep. um, to the touch. That's weird. And uh, it's not scratches because the other one doesn't do that. Okay. And, and you don't have that scratch guard or anything on the other side of it? No. No, okay. No, I never did I that. Don't no, do no. that. Okay, same here. Uh, but it's happened many times yeah. now. That's uh, weird. It's, it's as if, let's say, my glasses were in some kind of, like, minus 50 or something, <laughs> yeah. and it changed the composition yeah. of, the, of the plastic yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or on the surface. Okay. I, I can feel that it's kind of rougher it's in, wild. in that area, and there's nothing I can do about it. Okay. So, I mean, I've had these ones. You said it's happened to you more than twice, three times. Oh, yeah. At least three times. So, where is the and glasses? And they never explain it, and they just... <laughs> never explain it. Oh, well, it's just a thing. I have a one-year um, warranty, warranty on, on those glasses, so basically every two years I can... I can uh, get uh, the uh, glasses, uh, uh, you know, benefit, the benefit we from have work, yeah. from work, and they'll cover up to $200. Yeah. So, I pay, have, every two years I pay sort of 200 bucks for glasses, Two to three hundred. Sometimes it can go to five hundred. It's ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's nothing special about my glasses. It's, <laughs> well, you're wearing them, and I think that's pretty special. They're not, uh, you know, roots or Gucci or yeah. They're not a specific uh, Ray Ban. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. 
your store. Yeah. So I'm just kind of a little bit annoyed with that. Well, a little bit. I'd be really annoyed. Bit. See, it's funny, and I've had these glasses that I'm wearing that everybody who's listening to this has ever met me in person. These are the only glasses you've ever seen on me. Yeah. I've had them since 2005. Yeah. And they're fine. Yeah. I go to the eye doctor I'm once every all. once every couple of years. Well, yeah. but the lenses aren't. Once every couple of years, and he, he you know, he's a good guy, makes fun of me. Um, yeah. uh, and then he says, I say, it's my prescription changed. He said, he always says the same thing. Well... Not a lot. Not enough that you have to need new glasses. <laughs> so that's about it. I mean, and they work, and I like them. And I got a, I have a kind of glasses that isn't. What's the word I'm looking for? Tied to style. They're they're. These don't look out of place now, even though they're no. twelve years old. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, it's not like it's something that you'd look at that and go, oh, "Yeah, that's pretty 2004, Dave." <laughs> Yeah. You know, it doesn't look like... Uh, no, yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy with them, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and it's never happened to mine. They're, they're, they're fine. They're just totally, totally fine. I, I, uh, the worst thing that's ever happened is a screw came loose, but I have a set of screwdrivers, little screwdrivers, because I have been wearing glasses for a long time. Plus, I take yeah, me computers too. apart, so... I've always had glasses... Yeah, I've had glasses since I was 18 months old. Except for the period of time when I had contact lenses, but I felt that contact lenses were almost bad for me. I've worn contacts. I've worn contacts. I, I wore them You're always yeah. getting uh, liquids and... Yeah. It's kind of annoying, so... No, totally. I found, uh, well, I was actually, I had hard contacts when I was young, when I was six, seven. Mm-hmm. Which just, hard contact lenses, yeah. they, most people, see, I, one of the problems with my eyes is astigmatism. So yeah. the, the, the lenses need to be oriented in a certain direction. Yeah. Now, now what they do, they actually make soft contact lenses for astigmatism, but they didn't used to. They used to make hard ones uh, only. So... And it was, of course, anything to make my try to make my vision better. Our eye doctor back then was really a, an advocate for hard contact lenses, and they're very expensive. And he paid for them. Our eye doctor paid for them for us. Like he just said, "No, they're free," because he wanted. He was a really good man, and uh, he, he uh, sort of he was writing a book on hard contact lenses, which is a, quite a topic. Um, and, and he wanted to. Uh, uh, sort of used me as a subject, like a test subject. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I was interviewed or anything like that. It was more just like, you know, he, I went for my regular eye appointments. And that was about it. But, I mean, they'd pop out. It always felt like I had something in my eye because I had something in my eye. <laughs> yeah. And they'd pop out. Like, you'd just yeah. lose them. And you'd look you on the ground. And they're, it's a piece of hard up. fucking plastic. It's not yeah. like this wonderful, soft... Poor babe. Nah. I'll live. I lived. I made it. Yeah. I made it. Of course. All right, uh, I will go return these bottles.
returned. So that was successful. Of course, I go in there and there's a guy who's like, five guys in front of me all returning 400 bottles. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? It's like ridiculous, but happily I had a song ready to play that was just long enough. See, because we do this in real time. There is no editing. All right. And, uh, yeah, the beer store, I don't know. Beer store kind of is weird. I don't really drink beer until the summer anymore. Really. Or if I'm out somewhere, like if, if I'm out at a at a function, like with that the honors thesis dinner the other week, I had a couple of beers at that, like with dinner. But I don't really drink with dinner, typically. I don't drink till later at night. It's a, sort of a self-imposed rule, unless we're camping, in which case I start drinking right after breakfast. <laughs> Switch from coffee to beer, but uh, it's too bad there's no liquor store here anymore. Though the liquor store here is shitty. So this is we just left Churchill Plaza. For those of you scoring at home, if you're following us, uh, our our, our uh, Saturday first place we went was the Churchill Plaza, named of course after Winston Churchill Plaza, which is a plaza. So yesterday you went on a big pottery trip. Mm-hmm. And you went uh, up to do your pottery with your friend, and uh, it was like a pottery field day, and you made cows. Yeah. Isabel's the cow-making lady. What is it about cows you like so much? Yeah, um, I, uh, after I finished my, okay, so... Let's okay. go back two years ago. Sure. And uh, I had a studio visit when I was in my second year mm-hmm. in, of uh, the fine arts program. Yes. I mean, second years in terms of courses, not in terms of time. I understand. Yeah. Um, I, sh- I brought my paintings and uh, David Garneau and Clément Ayé. Yeah, they said I I couldn't draw basically. So, and it's true. I mean, meaning that my paintings I knew were awkward. I knew that. Okay. So, but this the way David Garneau said it wasn't very nice, and the way Clément <laughs> said it was by giving me tips and ideas. Um, you know, filling out. Yes. You need to fill completely books, sketchbooks. Just keep filling them with drawings. Okay. Keep at it yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. You have to practice every day to get better. Okay. Uh, so. Which you started doing. I which that. I started doing. I did 10 drawings a day. Yep. And I got better. I, I did improve. But um, it was... It's it's too much to, to do that. It mm-hmm. feels like a chore. Totally. Sometimes you don't necessarily have something interesting to draw. And, <laughs> yeah. and plus, when you're drawing, it requires incredible attention. All you're doing is looking at this one thing sure. uh, very closely. Yep. And... You know, you need to be kind of in a good 
good free headspace in order to do that. Sure. And so uh, I, I, I gave myself the large, huge task, uh, you know, broad, broadly, long-term right. uh, objective of improving on my drawing and, uh, you know, that by the end of my degree that I would be, I would be fairly okay, you know, um, in terms of drawing. So, and I did okay with that, but I lost points on presentation, Okay. basically, because my paper was presented wrinkly and... Okay. various instances All right. and I told my professor that this was me and there was no way that I would you know get better on that because that's me that's I don't think you're wrinkly, I think you're very smooth when I do things they're not perfectly done it's it's never going to be. I understand. It's always going to be a smudge here, a wrinkle there, uh, you know, whatever. That's yeah. just the way I am, and I cannot, you know, I, I do my best. I, yeah. But uh, knowing that about myself, I could better <coughs> prepare. That's be, that was basically the point. I should have prepared better okay. and, and worked okay. with my. Uh, idiosyncrasies yes uh, but you know she felt that uh, it wasn't packaged well enough okay because you have to do that sure but I get that no, no, that's, I get that's, that. I'm sure that, that makes sense that's yeah. part of it yeah yeah but my drawing got really much better uh, but I continue to work on it and one way that I thought well, okay well I need models you know I need something that's moving I need people but every time I ask people, it's they're they're not necessarily interested in doing it, or uh, you know, I had the open drawing group, yes, and I I was I wanted to work with someone as a team, and the person that I did it with didn't come every time, yeah. or you know, I couldn't count on them sure. really. They were there some of the time. Yeah. They didn't want to be fully involved with it. Right. And so that meant I had to be there all the time. Right. So it was a little bit too heavy on me. Sure. So I decided that I needed to get out there and find something that I could draw, that I could count on in a way. And uh -huh. cows is just perfect. It's just cows. And they don't move a lot. They move, but slowly <laughs> and... Uh, actually, they move quite a lot. Good. So you have to oh. you have to get used to sketching fast, and you have lots and lots of opportunities of grasp trying to grasp a form. Okay. And they make different combinations of okay. compositions. Sometimes they're all bunched up together. Sometimes there's three over there. Sometimes you know there's one. You can. Yeah. Sometimes they come close, so you can get to see the detail. Okay. Um, 
and then you, you become familiar with this shape in various uh, materials like in charcoal or uh, pencil Makes sense. or pastels or whatever so okay. it's, uh, it's a pretty good subject so you didn't have like a deep childhood thing about cows it's just that they were a no. good thing to draw yeah they were, they were part of my childhood okay Alright, uh, let's see, how about, uh, I don't know, that one.
that I didn't, but I almost fell. Yes. But it would have been, yeah. I mean, had I fallen down those stairs here in the store, it would have been bad. I just, it was funny, I didn't trip or anything, I just suddenly, and I wasn't dizzy, I don't know what it was, I just sort of misstepped. Yeah. And I would have fallen face first, all the way down the stairs. Yeah. Um, would have been kind of great, would have been live on the podcast, which would have been mm-hmm. kind of cool. So we, you know, it'd be exciting, you know. Well, I mean, it'd be exciting for the listeners. I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I think people would be. They would like listen to it slow motion. Right there, you can see. If you listen, you can you can hear right there. That's where Dave. That's the part where he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. (laughs) No. Right behind me. I know. Okay. Beside the, the three smoking ladies. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean they're smoking hot, they're just smoking. <laughs> they are. You couldn't smell the cigarettes. Um Oh, we had we had this discussion last year on this very day, on this exciting podcast. It's a fucking madhouse in there because tomorrow's Easter. Yeah. It's you know what my new theory, my old theory was, it was uh, I believe last year I blamed it all on religion. Um, a lot of people take this holiday seriously, which is fine. We don't, but whatever. But there's a lot of people shopping today that don't shop normally. And it's because they're having family. It's okay. I'm sorry. No worries. I think it's because they, they, they're having family over and they're cooking. Because I saw a lot more people that I see normally with lists and a lot of people on the phone saying, Is this the right thing? Is this what you want me to get? Is this the thing with the stuff and the what have you, if you will? There's a lot of that. And uh, it's, uh, it's also a lot of people stopping and chatting. Uh, so it's also got that going for it. So it's kind of crazy. However, if you remember last year, when we went to the liquor store the day before Easter, it was actually more empty, which led to my my theory that really religious people like to have Easter dinner cooked by people that don't know how to cook, but they don't like to drink. (laughs) So, So that's where I am. I had soup and fish last night. Oh, It's very traditional... French uh, Catholic uh, okay. meal. Okay. Because you were staying over at the, uh, the, the person who's. Over case. Yeah, who did your pottery. Yeah. Yeah, you stayed over. Yeah. She has a beautiful little house with her studio in the basement. Right. And uh, she, uh, she fired some of my stuff. So mm-hmm. I was, I was finally able to. The heat off, then, shall we? To, uh, I glazed two pots. Okay. Two bowls that yeah. I made. Yep. Um, and I painted my cows. Yeah, I saw that. And she had a lot of phone calls and a lot of visitors in that yeah. time. Okay. Um, so. You know, with old friends. Well, sure, it's a holiday weekend. People yeah. show up, and yeah. Um, and you know, she's been around 
for 30 plus years up here like in the in the fine arts community yes and the craft community okay and uh, I really like her yeah. a lot she's very open-minded it's good and, uh, I you know sometimes people just they come over and they tell her, you know, things like, they, they talk about things and they, they talk about making money and making those maple leaves with the word Canada stepped on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's okay, I guess. Well, but is, that how she makes always, her, is that how she makes her living? Because if that's how well, she makes her living, that's sells, fine. She sells pottery pretty much everywhere yeah. and like we have a couple of her cups that we didn't even know were hers we, yeah. bought, it, we bought it at Lake Superior Park because we didn't think we had we didn't have any coffee cups in the trailer yeah. went to the gift shop at the park turns out she made them this is before you even knew oh, her oh right? yeah she's yeah. Uh, developing I think over the years she's developed her style she's her style but I mean she's so she's already selling stuff but she's got people saying you know if you just made little sugar shacks with Jacques Cartier out in front of them yeah <laughs> You know? Yeah, but because and a Mountie and Gila Fleur, they uh, they feel that Americans would they, eat that they shit just want to grab one little thing and you know a souvenir of where they were. And, right. Uh, but on the other hand, I was trying to to say, does it does doing that make you feel? And what about your soul? What about you know <laughs> about your, your heart? What about your thing, heart? Yeah. No, no. It's you know, a good maybe question. she doesn't care about that. And, no, you know, and, and exactly. She she makes pretty things, and people buy it, and that's that's what gets her to buy her material and stock sure. up her shelves. Sure. And uh, no, I mean, you know, she's trying. She's been around for a long time, but yeah. she also suffers from. Isolation over well, there. Well, she's way up there on her own. Yeah, and yeah. The families have grown up and left. Moved away, of course. Uh, and there isn't do. much of new people coming in. No. So she's feeling more and more isolated. Sure. She and she's a vibrant woman mm-hmm. who opens. You know, she talks about. She has a, a board there about art. Art. Art is you. Art is anything you want it to be. Art sure. is free. You know, mm-hmm. uh, create from the heart. You know, like she she believes in all that. Sure. And, but at the same time, she's a really strong businesswoman. So she wants right. to make money. Well, of course. I mean, she wants to put food on her table. I totally mm-hmm. get that. And I mean, I've I'm always I've always been of the opinion that there's no such thing as selling out. I think that's bullshit because, I mean, if you're trying to make a living, mm-hmm. you can still do stuff that's fun for you, mm-hmm. but sometimes you got to do... It's like school, right? Mm-hmm. People say, oh, this course isn't any fun. No one said it was going to be fun. <laughs> some of these are really fucking hard, and some of them are really fucking boring, but you have to do them. So everything isn't fun. You don't get to choose, oh, I don't want to do this part of my job. Oh, really? You're fired. Like, so when you're, a, when you're a creative person, sometimes you have to say, oh, I'll make... Uh, uh, a beaver carrying Wayne Gretzky's jock uh, 
while sipping uh, a can of a try or a spruce beer. I mean, so fine. You fucking do that and you make some money. Doesn't mean you're a sellout. It means you're trying to live, for fuck's sakes. I get that, but it also, I find it annoying. Oh, I look. find it super yes. well, touristy, cheesy, annoying. Yes. yes. You know, why, why is it that people can't... I mean, there could be all kinds of expressions. Like, the Japanese art is very refined and 5,000 years old, you know, methods and yeah. of, uh, clarity and uh, purity and mm-hmm. line and everything. Mm-hmm. Why can't we, you know, have that too and, and develop our own thing? You know, why does it have to... Maybe the liquor store is full. Look at this. Maybe this is the... Maybe the religious people have finally started drinking. Because this parking lot's full. Yeah, I I know what you mean. I I just... It's like when people say that something is high culture. Like that kind of... Yeah. Those kind of distinctions. I don't like them. Mm -hmm. I find them not very useful. No. All right. Well, I'll go um, get things in the store. Troubles and doubts Giving me everything Inside and out
tell you, I just walked by a guy. Instead of buying liquor, I think maybe he ought to get his muffler checked. <laughs> it looked like our old red Jetta, but like, and it was completely rusted out, whole car. Now it was packed in there, but I'll tell you something, they're efficient in this store. Of course, the people don't buy nearly as much stuff as they do at the grocery store. But, and most people when they go in there know where everything is, so. Yes, I was saying, I don't, the distinction between, it's like when people don't like, you know, look, I think that Shakespeare's way better than Three's Company, but they're still both culture, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, I see the, what you're saying, like, if it's if it sucks the life out of you to do it, and you can make your living, making cool stuff that you like, that's different, right? So, if you, if you can totally do that, yeah. why not? Um, but it's hard to do that uh, for most people because most people's tastes in what they like to do aren't, well, I shouldn't say most people, aren't going to necessarily go together with what people want. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, is, you know, when you try to sell something, putting a reasonable price on it, people don't understand that it's not just the materials, it's your time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So a cup might well, should cost perhaps fifteen or twenty dollars, mm-hmm. not three ninety nine that's mass produced by Chinese political prisoners. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It's, it's two different things. That's uh, the thing, yes. And it's I think hard to get that across to people that yeah. it's people's time. It's not just oh this is a fucking piece of clay, it could cost nothing. Yeah, and someone who has a skill that you don't have built it and it took them hours to do something that you can't do. Mm-hmm. Right, so. I much prefer drinking from a mug that's been shaped by, by a person's hand okay. than by a machine. For some reason, there's like no, an emotional I, I get that. I get that. thing. Uh, I get that. You know. Sure. Uh, when, when we go camping and I, I, I get... We have coffee and Eureka's mugs, and I know that she made them. Yeah, it's kind of neat that you eventually met the person who made those mugs that we bought that time, about like three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, No, I said, I I, I agree with you. I mean, there's something neat. It's kind of like, it's kind of like antique furniture. Yeah. Right? You know, when we have some antique furniture, because my parents collected antiques, and when you sit there and think, Somebody measured Somebody made wood, this in. Yeah, and they did it a long time ago. Yeah. You know that that hanging cupboard we have in the in the living room or the uh, dining room is like it's from the 1700s. It was back when it was called New France still. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to think that some farmer, probably some farmer, because most of the people were farmers, built this thing after his day of. Uh, I've been in the fields all day. Um, or at na- in the winter, maybe. Maybe it's in the winter. Maybe he did mm-hmm. it in the winter. Um, you know, but it, it's kind of neat. That's all. So it's that same sort of thing. Yeah, it's that same sort of thing. Sense of history of personal. Yeah, that somebody's yeah, had their hands on. It. No, I, 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 I get exactly what you're saying. I totally yeah. get what you're saying. It's not uh, yeah. what you're saying completely sensible. It's mass it, produced. Yeah. 
and I mean, I we have mass-produced stuff too, and I that's oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, of course. <laughs> this isn't a small batch bespoke car we're driving in. No, no. <laughs> no. This was built on an assembly line. You know what? This car was built. Yeah. States probably or Canada, I'm not sure. Um, but no, there's something to be said for it. Well, it's like when you go. You know, you, you, you pay extra when you go to a restaurant compared, like, you go to a restaurant that's more higher end, it isn't just the the ingredients that are better, the person who knows how to make the stuff's better. Mm-hmm. Right? The guy who's making you your burger at the place we went with John the Gateway, which is perfectly fine, yeah. I like to make a fine burger. He is not as good a cook as the person who is doing the chef at a, at a, at a higher end restaurant. Mm-hmm. So you, you you don't mind spending money, or at least I don't, on something like that. So yeah, it's the person's hand. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But people are like, and this is something people don't understand: how much things cost. Not the price. I mean, like the the actual cost to the person who made it. that have been around here mm-hmm. for 30 years or so. Sure. <laughs> I think that they, they, they were lucky in that they could get into a place with, when things were still cheap. Yes. Sure. Still cheap. Sure. that everything's relative. No, no, know, but, but I know what you mean. I think that, I think I saw that people's salaries have, the gap has been increasing in, into how much money you make and how much things cost. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I honestly don't know. I'm not saying I, don't, I disagree. I just don't know. So, well, in the 70s, pretty much everybody could have a little bit of something and everybody was sort of equal in, in their salaries and stuff. That's, that's the myth, anyway. They I don't have, know if that's what people say. They have a full-time job that mm-hmm. you could count on. That's Today, true. it's a lot of part-time. That is a true. a lot of credit that people build up. Yes. Uh, so, the... I think many people have been saying that yeah. they, it's dip more difficult. So anyway, no, she, right. she she met, she could build the studio yes. pretty easily, yes. no matter what her circumstances. Sure. She's owned many houses at yeah. uh, different times. Okay. So, you know, she, she never got a real pension from... No. From a, a job that she's held, and nor did her husband. So she has to continue to be sure. making money. So <laughs> right <laughs> now she's she's kind of you know, she, she she might not have that much money really. She she lives like a, a t- maybe a twenty year old, but I think her house is paid for. There you go. So the uh, the pottery studio she was able to build it. So yeah. somebody like me, if I wanted to start a pottery studio, it would be like incredibly expensive yes. right now. Yes. It would just be it's almost impossible. You have to so you have to go with a guild 
or a club or right. something like that. Yep. Or, or a person like Ulrike who is very important. These people, these women in the community, they are so important. Mm-hmm. They, they should be, you know, um, celebrated because sure. they've been around for a long time. They know everybody. They've been mm-hmm. supportive. Mm-hmm. And they, they managed to, to get to a point where they could somewhat, you know, make a little bit of a living out of what yes. they're doing. right. So right. you know, I have all the of the admiration of the world in in her. So. Right. I think the biggest difference between now and you know forty years ago is the price of like a house. I think owning your own house is way more expensive now than it used to be. That's that's. Well, I don't know if that's true. It's sort of my feeling is that the percentage of your income you spend on housing is way higher than it used to be. So it used to be, and you see this. You know, you see people who are older than us, and they've got really nice houses. You know what I mean? That, to me, is the thing. Uh, the biggest difference. I, I think. I'm not sure. Because other stuff, I mean, it's probably, it's all relative, but I, I think it's true that the percentage of your money you, you spend on, 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 on your dwelling, your house, your home, your dwelling, I can't believe I just said that, uh, your domicile... Um, I think it's higher than it used to be. That's my feeling, anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can think back to what my parents paid for a house in 1977. I know what I know what mom and dad paid for the house that Stephanie now lives in. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, uh, sixty-seven thousand. Uh, and I think dad was probably making. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna make up a number here. About forty. Um, so that's just a little more than his yearly salary, right? You think about it now, someone goes and buys a house now, even in this town, you go buy a house now, it costs you, let's, let's say, $300,000. For a nice house. For, yeah. Yeah. But because, if you want like a little bit of a fixer upper, they'll be two fifty. Yeah, but yeah. no one's making two fifty. Like ours, ours would be. Ours would about be about two and a half, two twenty, two. Yeah, something like that because it's a small place. Yeah. But I don't make that much money. I don't make two hundred twenty-five thousand a year. No. No. In fact, my salary is a matter of public record because the list of yeah. people who should be ashamed of how much money they make just <laughs> yeah. paid by the government just came out. Yeah. So feel free to look it up and see exactly how much money I make. Yeah. Um, and then realize that it's not that fucking much money. Um, That's but, the thing. Um, I, I just read an article um, about that. Uh, somebody making, what is it, 80000 It was in Quebec. Okay. Um, it was a French article about a guy who barely makes... How is it that... They were explaining how, how it, can it be that uh, a person who has a good salary can barely make ends meet uh, at 80000 a well, year where are they salary in uh, northern Quebec, I think. Okay. Huh. Well, again, you get further up north, things because get expensive. real estate. Real estate more than anything, though. Yeah. And that's what does it. I mean, we're lucky that our house paid off not, not too long. 
and our payments are were pretty low in our house. We, we, we got it before real estate got expensive here. Um, but there was a, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, it's gotten pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's especially, I think, like I said, I think it's because of the price of houses. Hopefully, you know, I think that a measure of success now is if you can get to your old age at 80 and not leave your children any debt or something right. like that. If you can leave them some money. Yeah. Then oh, I'm spending it all, baby. They're not getting a successful Fuck life. Them. I'll be dead, so they're not getting. I don't. I won't give a shit. I'll be dead. So I'm gonna party like it's forever. And I'll tell you, I'm gonna be 80, and I'm gonna be drinking a bottle of Pernod a day. Uh, don't know if I would live that long if I drank a bottle of Pernod a day, or if it'd be any fun because I think I wouldn't remember any of it. No, I, I think you know. The, the big thing there's that and of course pensions are different now people got pensions de-indexed you know there's a lot of stuff that the world's changed I'm not saying it's bad or good I think some it's pretty bad <laughs> but <clears throat> it, it is different you're right than it was in say the 70s you know it's like the people that we know that you know you, you know that are like I said a little bit older and they're like oh well you know we bought a cottage when we moved up here what? How the fuck did you do that? You had two mortgages, you asshole? Oh, no, no, it was only $800. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck? <clears throat> it was how much for the who now? That kind of thing. That doesn't yeah. happen now. Like, your brother-in-law, they bought that cottage. He told me how much it cost. It cost more than their house. Yes. It cost yeah. more than their fucking house. Yeah, <laughs> I but mean, you see how much he has to do in order to... to and it needs a lot of work. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, that's enough for today.